following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. The Tip of the Cap podcast is brought to you by Stinger Sports, your number one source for quality sports gear. Stinger Sports, look great, feel great, play great. Visit them today online at www.stingerwoodbats.com. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Tip of the Cab podcast. I, as always, am Derek Joswiak, and my guest today, Lancaster High School graduate and current left-handed pitcher for the NCCC Thunderwolves, Ben Farrell. Ben, what's going on, bud? Nothing much. Just, uh, just living, living. Just, just living, right? Just uh, yeah, college life. Gotta love it, right? Oh, it's it's amazing. So, Ben, uh, for those of you who are listening that don't know Ben, I'm going to let him introduce himself, kind of tell you where he's from, and we'll go from there. So, uh, why don't you fill, fill in the blanks here, Ben? So, obviously, like you said, I'm Ben Farrell. Uh, I've spent my whole entire life in New York, Lancaster. Uh, played baseball since I was three. Never really played any other sport. Uh, I just have huge love and passion for baseball so could never really let go of it for any other sport well that's uh that's not a not a bad problem to have i think there's a lot of people <laughs> that, that'll listen to this that can uh, kind of attest to that one for sure so uh ben graduated from lancaster um and he was part of the the infamous class that did not have their senior season what uh what was that like, man? I mean, I, I know I went through it, and I know a lot oh. of guys went through it, but what was, what was it like missing your senior year? That was, that was easily one of the worst possible ways to go out simply because, you know, as a freshman coming in, I saw all these guys, LG, Max, you know, everybody. They're winning the section. And it was always the dream to win one. And then, you know, my junior season didn't happen. I, I kind of just fell off. I just didn't have that good of a season. And then senior year, for that junior summer, going into senior year, that was probably my best travel ball summer of all time. And I think I, like, posted, like, a 1.5 ERA, like, 55 Ks in, like, 27 innings. And then wow. – I'm expecting to be the number one guy because like, like you said, you're like, Farrell, you're going to be like the number one guy this season. Like we want you in that spot. And then, you know, preparation for it in the uh, small batting cage thing that we've had in the winter. (laughs) I don't know what to call it. That's the, uh, that's the lab. Yeah. The lab. But, um, you know, getting rid of the changeup, getting the splitter going, which is actually doing phenomenal right now. That's awesome. I love to hear it. But um, yeah, it was just it was just horrible. I just wanted one more year, especially with that team, because I feel like that team might have had the best chemistry I've ever played with throughout high school. So I mean, it's just it was just bad. I didn't really like it. Yeah, that uh, I can. I can tell you from the coaching standpoint, you know, we had, we had a lot of high expectations for that team. We, you know, the younger guys on the team have a lot of talent and oh, yeah. there was, there was a group of group of seniors that were coming in that were hungry, you know, to, to turn things around after what was kind of considered a down year the year before. So, mm-hmm. you know, and you were, you were definitely one of those guys that were kind of cornerstone into that. And now 
you're kind of living an interesting life in the JUCO world because as, yeah. you know, as, as many people will attest to the JUCO route is always the interesting route. Um, it's very competitive, very intense. And you're playing for a guy that everything I've ever known and known and heard from uh, coach Claire Smith demands a lot of you guys. So first right. off, what, what, what's, what are you dealing with right now as far as the, you know, the, the changes because of, you know, what happened last year and guys missing seasons and stuff like that. So basically, uh, there's, so it's a two-year school. Most JUCOs are two-year schools, and now there's three grades now, basically. So there's guys that are my age of 18, 19, and 20, and I'm considered a true freshman. The second-year guys are COVID freshmen, and then COVID sophomores, I guess. But we're just, we're suffering a lot in the fall ball category where we'd be playing a lot, but at the same time, we're still playing right now. We're one of the only colleges to be practicing. Like it's legal for us to practice and play. And there's just so many rules about the masks and everything in that, but it's just there's no gym here, so I had to get a membership at Planet Fitness. There's listen, don't don't set off that lunk alarm. I know you're uh, I know you're a big lifting guy. Oh uh, yeah, I'm here. A lot, lot, lot of grunts, a lot of curls for the girls. So <laughs> don't set off that lunk alarm. I try not to. I think I did my first day there, and I was just confused. I was like, is there like a fire drill or something? I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> so confused. So me and you talked a lot when you were in high school about the actual lifting side of things. And that's, that's actually an interesting dynamic with not having um, a fitness facility on campus and having to get a, a membership at a local gym. What kind of program do they have you guys doing? Like what's, you know, kind of, kind of break down your, your average lifting week for me. So well, basically like, Kling doesn't have us doing anything, really. He doesn't have a certain uh, POs do this, two-way guys do this, and then normal infielders, outfielders do that. It's kind of just you're on your own. I expect you to grow in that department on your own up until our gym is fully open. But I, I try to go almost every day with my roommates. Um, I normally go upper legs back and forth and then mix cardio in on the third day. But once it's legs day, it's a lot of squatting, a lot of squatting just because I want to build up the legs because they're such a huge part in gaining velocity. Yep. But yeah, like I said, I'm just kind of by my own. Which I'm, I'm, I'm sure from, you know, a coaching standpoint too, has to be a little frustrating, but at the same time, you're going to oh, find yeah. out, you know, who really wants to be there. You know, it's, it's one thing to do it when coaches right, yeah. standing there and, and harping on you. It's another thing to do it when no one's looking and it's kind of on your own. So, right. But, uh, now, yeah, every single guy's, every guy's at the gym. So, yeah. You know, and that's, that's to be expected from that program. You know, you got a guy, you got a very, right. very good yeah. competitive program. And like I said, there's, you know, there's, there's a lot of guys vying for time and vying for innings. So, you know, if you, you if you don't get it in, you're going to get left behind. So 
that that doesn't shock me in the least. Right. Yeah. So now you got that you did say you guys are practicing and playing. Now, though, a lot of times you hear, and I know you've heard this from me and Coach Delfonso at Lancaster, that the the world of college athletics is a whole new beast. It's just oh. a, a brand new world that oh, you yeah. it, and, and there's and there's nothing yeah. as hard as we try, as much as we try to prep you for it and get you ready for it. Yeah. There's nothing that can get you ready until you walk in the door and see what it's like. What was the first off, what was the biggest change that you had to adjust to going into college <laughs> athletics? Um probably the height and size of every other player. <laughs> It is, I feel like Marcus Stroman. I think I said that on the first like meeting day. I felt like Marcus Stroman, just a 5'10 guy with 6'2, 6'3, standing all around me. Uh, But I think that was probably the biggest thing. But another thing is, you know, high school and travel ball, your coach, your coach cares about you and he's going to put you in there. He's going to mix you into play. And this is, this is not that like Kling definitely cares. He wants us to succeed. He wants to get us out of here. But if you're not going to put in the work, he doesn't give a shit about you. Like it's just, just, it's just simple. It's just how college baseball works. And, but you know, and the high demand of pitchers, I've never gone through this many things that can help me. Like we basically have our own practice. So yeah. And there's a, there's a lot of pitchers, a lot of pitchers, but I think there's only like three or four lefties, I think. So, well, you know, you let you lefties are always a hot commodity. So that's, uh, that's for sure. So now you, you kind of have as, especially cause you're a PO, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So in high school, you know, Ben played a little bit of outfield, a little bit of first base, you know, like to like to swing it from time to time and probably would have seen more of that his uh his junior year if it weren't for a collision in center field in on a, on a great catch by the way um but a very very scary looking dangerous collision in center field with a kid that's kind of built like a brick crap house yeah. and you know Phil Phil's not a small guy and hey, I uh, think I bounced I bounced up after that one better than him so yeah, you uh, you got your bell rung. You had a little, you know, the the mythical concussion syndrome going on, uh, where I think yeah. Phil had a little bit more lingering rib rib issue that he didn't want to talk about. But uh, you know, being a PO, you said you have your own practices. Now, do you do stuff with the team and then your own practice on top of it, or do you guys do things kind of alongside the team but separate, being pitchers? So we have two different practice schedules. Um, some days it'll be a team practice where, uh, you know, the normal positional guys, they warm up in left, they toss in left, and we stretch in right for a solid 20 minutes, it feels like. And then we throw outside of the diamond, and they take IO, and then we could come in for first and third, uh, bunt drills, you know, all that stuff, just defensive positioning, basically. And then if it's not like that, we have practice from, say, six to eight for 
core velocity, like a belt that we wear yep. and it helps. So yeah. And then cuff elbow. If you threw the day before of core velocity, then you go cuff elbow and vice versa. Okay. Now the, uh, the core velocity belt, it's something that I have looked into, not yet bought one for use, uh, for, you know, my guys yet, but it's something I've been looking into. Yeah. What, what's that like? What's the, what, what is, what does that feel like? How does it feel after you're done with it? Um, have you noticed something that you, when you throw with it on, then you throw without it, that there's a different feel like, well, what's, what's that like? So I've been using the belt since, oh geez, since I was probably 16, 17 with okay. Barbario. Yep. Because he kind of, he takes whatever Joe gives him and he'll put that with us or the 16, 17 year olds, which I think is amazing. And it prepares you, but with the belt, I do feel a difference. I truly do feel a difference. Um, Cause I feel like I don't explode off my back leg enough. And then once I get the belt going, I feel like, okay, I have to. And when I feel like I have to, I'm able to throw a lot harder. And then once it's off, for that period of time, I'm able to do that. But since COVID is around, I'm not able to pitch from a mound, I don't know, three times a week. Like I pitched for the PBR event. Right. And that was my first time pitching off the mound in two weeks, two, three weeks. So. Now, how, uh, how was that PBR event? cold <laughs> very cold um so we another part of the covid whole thing is uh getting screened in the learning commons so we get a sticker get our temperature taken and then on the nccc website there's a covid screening link and you just hit no for everything for symptoms and if you left new york but we need that so at the pbr event i woke up at like seven or eight I think it was eight and uh I walk out the door and it's like it's just like 40 I'm like wow I was in shorts like two days prior for practice right and it just was not fun uh kind of stood there for from eight to eleven thirty ish because you know they got positional guys going and and pitchers were dead last, but I wasn't, I wasn't too happy with how I did personally, just because it seemed weird because I, I was clocked in last summer at perfect game that I told you about Yep. at like 83, 83, 84, whatever it was. And then this year, I lose two miles per hour. I go from 83 to 81. And then with my average, I'm steady at 78. And I was like, that just doesn't make any sense. Like, I don't know. I feel like I'm, I feel like I've popped like 85, like multiple times this summer or last summer at least, but I don't know. It's just going to keep getting, I got to get used to it. Right. Um, I got to find some way to consistently pitch off a mound because I'm the type of guy where 
I got to pitch more and more to get comfortable. And every time I do it grows majorly every time I get comfortable. So that's just how it was for me. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, there's, there's a lot of guys out there. I mean, how I, and I don't know how, how much were you able to play over the summer? It was, oh, so I played triple ABA, um, Lancaster, Depew and Clarence. And I pitched two games for three games. Uh, it wasn't horrible. And then I got sick and like, it was, it was like a bad head cold. So obviously my mom was very nervous about that. So I got tested and all that. And then I had to wait like a week and a half to get my results back. So I missed the last week and a half for the season. Right. So I just wasn't able to do anything. So, I mean, it, really, if you break it, if you break that down, I mean, you're, and this is, this is another part of the, the, the COVID life that we're currently living is, you know, if you think about it in a normal high school season, you'd probably have thrown five, six, seven games, maybe depending upon time frames and weather and whatnot. And then, you know, right from there, if, and then, you know, that might even be on the low end depending upon yeah. how the season breaks down. And then you push on to your summer where you might be throwing two, sometimes three times a week. And, you know, then now you went from March to the end of May without really being able to throw. And then yeah. you got two or three games in and then you got sick and had to shut it down again. So, you know, you're, you're essentially, you know, realistically a year behind development wise on what you normally have oh, yeah. been doing. So, I mean, that, sure. it, that, that makes a little bit of sense that you, you know, maybe lost a touch on it and, but also, you know, might be, might be a good thing. Cause your arm's going to be a year healthier, essentially, um, yeah. you know, with a year less wear and tear. And now you're going to be going in and, you know, working with a good program and doing good stuff and, it almost wouldn't surprise me if you didn't see that uh, see that number jump up a little bit once you get off the mound a little bit more consistently. No, yeah, I'm. My end goal this year is to hit 88, and I know it's. I know I can. It's just about the work, and I, you know, we talked about it like the, the gym and stuff, like weightlifting, like all oh, barrel. You can, you can get 86 now or 84, 85 now consistently if you go to the gym. And I just, I was lazy. I know I was lazy. I was like, I'm fine with where I'm at now. Like I'm, I'm able to strike guys out now, but I didn't really think about it till I got here and I saw all these guys and stuff. And I was just like, you know what? No, I'm going to, I just got to put in the work. Like you can't just stop now. Cause if I stop now, like you said, I'm going to be behind. I gotta, I gotta make every, chance great so you know and i i appreciate you uh you putting that out there because you know a lot of a lot of guys wouldn't wouldn't come out and admit to something like that um you know they would they wouldn't admit to the uh i mean looking back i probably should have done more and you know i i think one one of the things that when i started doing this podcast that i wanted to do was kind of share share people's stories. And, you know, I, I know that I try to speak from my experiences and the mistakes that I've made. Um, and I hope that somebody out there hears that and thinks like, Hey, I'm doing pretty well, but I could be doing better because uh, like you just said, when you walk into the next, the next room you walk into, it's going to be full of 
six foot plus dudes that all mash and that yeah. all throw hard. So, yeah. you know, I, I think I, I appreciate you, you know, co- you know, coming out with that because that's, I, I think that's important for people oh, yeah. to hear not, and, and not just from a coach, you know, not just from a guy like me or a guy they play for in the summer or, you know, their high school coaches to hear it from a guy who's living it right now, you yeah. know? So, um, what is, I, and I, I think we kind of covered on this. Like what's, what's been one of the bigger adjustments you've had to make coming into college, like coming into this, this fall season in the college? Um, just the masks, like the masks suck. <laughs> Constantly walking around with a mask on, warming up with the mask on. Quinn uh, really does get up our ass about it because there was like a softball game during that PBR event, like an alumni game. And the picture was taken of them in the huddle with no mask on. And, you know, they just sent it in and they, like the schools that aren't allowed to practice right now are the ones that that are sending it in to whoever it is right. that controls all this shit. And basically he said, oh, well, I can see and trip baseball back there and they're not wearing masks in the huddle. And Kling had asked him, he's like, hey, can I see this picture? And he said, no. And Kling's just like, well, where's your proof? Where's your proof that we're in the huddle not wearing masks? Like. It's plus it's a PBR event and everything's going on, but I don't know. It's just, it's just different not being able to consistently pitch off a mound like I used to. Yeah. The, that's uh, the biggest thing for me. I can, I can 100% tell you that the, uh, the whole mask thing is definitely, definitely an adjustment that nobody saw coming. Um, yeah. And, you know, and especially in a realm of, you know, the, the, the people that can't practice there that aren't practicing or that can't be doing things are looking and saying like, Oh, well, look at what they're doing. They shouldn't be doing that either type thing. And, that, and that's, that's a dangerous yeah. game to play. I can tell you that much, but you know, the, uh, you know, the, the weird restrictions about things like, you know, I, I know I saw it in the summer where, you know, the umpires no longer hold on to the game balls because, you know, if I'm yeah. touching it and then you're touching it and then somebody else, like the umpires don't want to touch it. And then the other team yeah. brings their own balls in. It just you know, some some weird things, you know. But um, it's, it's something. So, um, you know, we've talked a lot about the you know the life and times of the JUCO player at N Trip. What 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 else is there about you know the the college lifestyle that you know you if 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 a high school player is listening to this that you would that you would either either have wished you had known going in or would like to reiterate because you heard it and maybe didn't take it to heart or didn't believe it or just something cool that like you think a high school player might want to hear? Um, well, for me especially, it's the, it's the online courses. And like I get – like I was in like your guys' shoes, like the seniors this year and the juniors and stuff, but – you know, I had to go through the online stuff of high school. College is a different breed for that. Like, it's for the online schooling, hybrid schooling, which is could be in class, could have a Zoom meeting, or it's online. And the fully online class is basically you're on your own. You're on your own. 
there's no zoom meetings. I post the assignment, you do it when it's due. Right. You teach yourself the lesson. And that's the biggest thing is to always get your stuff done because you can, you can say, you can sit here all you want. You're throwing 88, 88, 89, 90. Sure. You can get a D one, but you got to have the grades for it. That's the biggest thing. Like the only, the only guy that I know that isn't smart and that made it there was like Ben Simmons. And he went to LSU and he had like a 2.0 GPA, but I don't, I don't see any guys. I don't see any Ben Simmons around here that are just freakishly huge for no reason at all. <laughs> but that's, yeah, that's probably the biggest thing. Just get your work done for sure. Um, I wish I knew that. Like, cause I, I would always do my homework in high school and I would just be like, yeah, I'm here. Like I'm fine. I'm passing and everything. I have like high eighties or whatever. But now I get warned like, oh yeah, that in college is different. Like you're going to have to do everything. It's, and within the first week of English or writing, I had a five page paper due. So, yeah, and just, and, and, and just think that's a five page paper at some wait, wait till you get your first uh, 25 page paper. Oh yeah, I know. I'm, I'm getting ready for it. Yeah, that's the, uh, you know, again, that's another great point for guys to hear is that, you know, when you're, when you're in high school, you have coaches and teachers that are on top of you to get your stuff done. And when you get to college, again, it's they not, that, it, yeah. it's not, and it's not that they don't care because they do. It's just that it, it's, it's called being a bit of an adult and growing up a little bit and just saying yeah. like, listen, this is what you need to get done. I ain't going to tell you twice. You have a syllabus, you know, what you know, when things are due, get it in or fail because yeah. in, in the real world, that's how it works. Show up to work or get fired, get the job yeah. done or get fired. And, you know, and that's, that's something that, you know, I think <laughs> again is a, is a great, great tip for young athletes that are hearing this is it might be easy to coast by now, but the better you, the earlier you build better habits, the easier the next step is going to be. Oh yeah, for sure. And the cool thing about N-Trip is that us baseball players, we have a built-in study hall for an hour after practice today. So that's my first time going to study hall today. So I can't, can't wait to do all my work there. Right. And that's, that's a fantastic thing that I know a lot of schools do similar things because they want to make sure that you have, they, they want to make sure that you can't say, I didn't have time. Right. You know, they take, taking that excuse out of the equation is, you know, well, you didn't have time. Well, there's at least an hour here that you could have gotten stuff done. What did you, what did you do? Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. Now with the, more. with the, uh, with the workload of being a college athlete at, you know, and the, the, the demands of the team and stuff right now, like, have you, have you seen a difference in the way you've had to take care of yourself on top of, you know, doing all your schoolwork and doing the, the things that you're supposed to do, you know? Um, you know, I was, I don't know, like you're always told ice, 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 take your ibuprofen, whatever. Um, but I was, I was just like a rare breed where I just didn't ice and I was, my arm would be fine. Like I had no problems with it. I just, that's just how my body rolled. Like I, 
unless I was in excruciating pain from pitching like a tournament or something, then I'm icing. I'm icing for sure. But if it's just like a little outing of four innings, I'm not, I don't exactly need it because I feel like my body is adapted to it and I don't need to. Like Randy Moss said, he doesn't need to stretch before games. He, that man just never stretched before games. I kind of feel like I'm in the same boat. Maybe I'm not Randy Moss yet, but. I, I like how you threw in the yet. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, taking care of my body has been huge. Like, knowing when to turn it off. Because I had a situation like that go down in practice where I, we were about to start throwing, or we did cuff elbow, and he asked, he's like, so who's sore right now? And I was like, oh, I can't say my arm hurts. Like, it's my, like, third day on the job here. I'm like, I don't want to be that guy. And then I waited a day, and then my elbow was starting to really hurt. And I was like, hey, listen, I, I need to pump the brakes. Like, my elbow's killing me. And he's like, you know what? You're good. We have the PBR event. You rest. You're fine. I'm like, oh, okay. So it's basically just knowing when to say when. And when to take that break, because you never know when that one extra time you throw a ball could be your last. So. Yeah, I think that's a, I think that's another great point for, for the young guys is, you know, you, it's, it's all good to, you know, and I've said this for a while as a coach, you know, you, there, there's a difference between being sore and being hurt, but when it comes to your arm, you know, knowing when to, knowing when to shut it down, knowing when to pump the brakes is a big deal. And, you know, you, you, too, too many times you see guys, you know, that start throwing and then, you know, you can tell they're not quite right, but they're doing okay. And like, then you find out after the fact, like, Oh coach, my arm was really bugging me when I started throwing today. Like, dude, like, what are you doing? <laughs> You're, Cause you know, and, and, and especially, especially as a coach, like, you know, you, you reach back and go to throw one and you just hear that pop or that click and it falls off. And, you know, then you find out like every, you know, all, all the, everyone on the team, but the coaches knew that your arm was sore that day. Then, yeah. you know, it's, yeah, you know, but the coach is the one getting blamed for it. That, that, that's yeah. definitely a tough scenario. And like I said, most, most coaches, and I know, you know, Kling included, they, they want to see their guys succeed. You know, they want to see their guys reach the next level and do more and bigger and better things. So you oh, know, yeah. hearing, hear, hear, hearing you, uh, you grow into a, that a little bit is nice to hear as well. <laughs> No, yeah, I can definitely tell that I've matured since high school days, I guess. Well, you know, and I, I think that's one of the uh, one of the silver lining positives of the, the the COVID world is, you know, you guys had to learn to adjust and be a little bit more self-sufficient and kind of grow up a little bit into a world of like, well, you know, I mean, there there was a stint there where we, through high school, were like, we don't know if we're going to play, but we have to plan yeah. like we are. And the only thing right. we could do was have Zoom meetings. Yeah. You know, we, we, we couldn't meet up with you guys and make sure you guys are throwing and hitting and stuff like that. We had, to, we had to just hope that you guys were doing what you could. And if we played, we were going to find out one way or the other. And, you know, I, I, think, I, I think that has helped this new, like this current generation of player kind of grow up a little bit, a little bit sooner because eventually everybody did play. And you kind yeah. of found out where you sat based on what you did or didn't do. So, right. 
you know, and I think that might help, you know, especially guys entering college this year and stuff like that, especially with the world still being weird with not being able to go. I, I know, um, I know Alfred university right now is they, they moved some of their gym equipment outside and are doing lifts outdoors right now. So really just, yeah, just the weird Kyle about that. Um, I, I, I can only speak for Cause is he Alfred or Alfred state? I, he might be Alfred state actually. Yeah, because I, I my uh, my uh, my potential future uh, brother-in-law is on the Alfred U football team, and that's he was telling me about that. So, oh, they, really? They 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 moved the uh, they moved the the benches and stuff behind the bleachers of the football field, and you know he's Jeez. like, yeah, it's it's you know we're lifting on uneven ground, so you got to push harder <laughs> with your left arm because the bench is tilted that way, and you know it's 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 an interesting world we're living in. But that's think, uh, yeah, that's something. Um, you know, imagine doing uh, doing squats not on level ground. Uh, yeah, I, I probably wouldn't last that long. I, I'm pretty sure I just no, tore my man. hamstring thinking about it. <laughs> so, well, anything uh, anything else you want to put out there, say, or uh, any shout outs or anything you want to give for uh, for for the fans? Uh, shout out to room two twenty two at Entrop. There you That's go. <laughs> Right on. Well, if there's nothing else for the good of the order, then uh, thanks for joining me, Ben. I appreciate you coming on and talking some baseball and talking some JUCO life with me. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Anytime. We look forward to having you back on anytime you want to come. Yes, sir. Sounds great. All right. Thanks for tuning in, guys. And uh, this has been a new episode of Tip of the Cap.